Today is February 21st, 1992. My name is Sister Prince. I'm interviewing Spencer Taylor for the Missouri Historical Society, Society uh, on the black on the mural of Black Americans in Flight. Spencer Taylor uh, was the artist. Um, Spencer, I went out there yesterday and uh, familiarized myself again with this mural, and um, equal, found it equally as exciting as I did the first time. It's it's absolutely fascinating, and uh, I watched some of the people as they came through and told them who I was going to talk to, <laughs> asked them what they thought, and the consensus was it was so alive. That seemed to be the general consensus. I've gotten a lot of comments. Fortunately now, no criticisms. I've gotten tremendously good comments about the mural. And uh, undoubtedly people are very, very interested in terms of looking at it for what it is and in terms of realizing that this is a story about black pilots in World War II. Realize it, of course, that if you were to scan the general population here in St. Louis and ask people, young and old, whether or not there was pilots in World War II, they couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that this mural has created a lot of interest from that perspective alone. So then it's been worthwhile doing it. Uh- Tell me a little bit about yourself. You, were you born in St. Louis? I'm born in New Orleans, Louisiana. I attended uh, uh, Southern University. I'm a product of a black school who uh, placed a lot of emphasis upon liberal arts education, the arts primarily, even though we got a full uh, uh, liberal arts education. My major, of course, was... Uh, was, was uh, Commercial art, strangely enough, even though I'm a fine artist now, but I've worked in commercial art for quite a few years, quite a few years, but that's why I'm from. At the university there, I still go and lecture to the students and teach for two, three days and still have a ball over there. So my purpose for being in St. Louis originally was because I was hired by McDonnell Douglas to uh, work in their art department. And of course, we're going all the way back to 1987, uh, 1967. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've liked, liked it so much, I'm still here. How old are you? I'm 53. You said on the phone that you had been doing, that you were an, an artist for 53 years. So. No, 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 no. I'm 53. <laughs> I've right. been doing uh-huh. art work for some, uh, gee, I don't know, who, who count anymore after you pass 40. But I guess I've been doing artwork now for some uh, 27 years so, as a professional. So, um, date of birth was? Uh, 9-18-38. 38. Um, and you came from New Orleans? I came from New Orleans, yes. So, did you grow up in, in a segregated uh, Oh, of course. Community? I mean, the salt was set way. We're talking 1938. Mm-hmm. I mean, I left there in 67, but uh, most of my life was spent in New Orleans. So quite naturally, we had the same conditions. We had the partitions on the uh, on the public transportation that denoted you as white or black, privileged or underprivileged, or things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So we lived with that, but uh, you know, it was a way of life. It was the ghetto, and uh, I am a product of the ghetto. I am a product of of the other side of the trike, so to speak, and uh, uh, it wasn't all that bad because what ghettos does, it mow you. Mows you? Uh, yes. If, if you're aggressive at all, one thing it tells you, get the hell out of here and don't return again. And this is the thing it told to me. It was a force to propel me that I should do everything I can possibly do to myself and for myself to get out of conditions like that. What did that mean that you did? It means that I applied myself by learning as much as I possibly can by saying, hey, I want to go to college. I want to learn. I want to learn about this thing that I love so well, which is uh, the only sure way I can learn academically 
is to go through a, a academic institution and learn all of the rudiments, all of the elements and principle of what embodies good artwork. When did you know? I mean, you picked up a, did you do it at school with, with crayons and colors? I know, art is... Home, or how did that happen? Art is a uh, uh, talent that one, I think, has from birth. He's endowed by the creator above to have the abilities and the talent and the interest even to do artwork. I sort of went to school to learn art structure, and this is something you're not born with. Learn the rudiments that underlie all good artwork. Line, lightened up, color, rhythm, balance, composition, and so forth and mm -hmm. so on. So the talent has to be developed. But I think uh, from a very, very small kid, as I think back at it now, I realize that there wasn't too many moments when I wasn't doing artwork. It was that important to me then, even at a time when I didn't realize what I wanted to be in life. But yet there was always this compulsion when other kids was outside playing ball or perhaps getting into trouble. I was inside in the corner of a uh, room in a shotgun house. Uh, in a shotgun? Shotgun house. What's this? A shotgun house is when you open the front door and back door, you can look clean through it, oh. every room. Okay. Just a straight structure. Uh, so uh, the interest was always there. Uh, as much then as perhaps it is now. Was it sand at home or was it, was it helped? Did you get, did you get a boost? from your family, or did they not understand? Uh, families in the ghetto uh, uh, just concentrate on one thing, surviving. Surviving. Uh, uh, very few families talk to you about uh, getting a higher education, or they don't even know how to start. My family didn't. It was too busy trying to survive. It was too busy trying to feed us every day. How many were there? Of course, it was imperative that we go to high school, to elementary school and high school. After Very that, from them or the law? Uh, from them. I mean, after that, their uh, world says, now you get a job and now you become a man. Mm -hmm. How it many were your brother and sisters? brothers and sisters? Uh, yes, I do. I have uh, uh, three brothers and two sisters. None of them, of course, went to college. All of them got out of high school and worked mm -hmm. and started raising a family. I was the type, I was smart enough to get a scholarship, Southern University, and it propelled me. It made me realize that these things out of the ghetto that are positive are reachable. And uh, so, uh, this, as far as I was concerned, was the start of my education. And, and when you moved here, when, when did you first get involved in a, an area that was less segregated than, than where you lived? Or haven't you been in uh, And I moved to St. Louis, but the question is, is St. Louis and less segregated? I said, or, or haven't you been there yet? Yeah. Uh, well, times I've have changed slightly, maybe, for you. Slightly. Uh, I think uh, racism and separatism is disguised through niceties now. And they are still got, uh, disguised that way. So it's much more difficult to spot. All you need to do is work for a corporation. And unless you're skilled, unless you are really on the ball in terms of all of your persona, all of your intellect, you can still look up and see a glass ceiling that tells you you cannot penetrate beyond this area. What is the work that you do every day now? Uh, I work my studio every day. I, I'm at Mac uh, also helping them in their art department. I have a full time... Okay, that's for the sake of the tape, McDonnell Douglas. McDonnell Douglas, yes. Yes, and uh, so I am still there. I'm still working my studio. Mm -hmm. So what do you do there? I am a conceptual artist. 
I may sing you technical illustrator, which is a conceptual artist, not you might be asking what uh, asking me what is a conceptual I'm artist. I'm going to ask you what that means at McDonnell Douglas. What do you do there, actually? Uh, being a conceptual artist at McDonnell Douglas means that you simply do paintings in the form of interpreting uh, engineers' ideas. It's just conceptualizing their products mm -hmm. by putting it in a proper scenario. And where does that then And go? this is done for the purpose of advertising their product. This is done for the purpose of a downing proposal covers and things of that sort. It's, uh, so it's marketing and advertising. It's a marketing type of tool that's used extensively at, at uh, corporations like McDonnell Douglas. Now tell me, um, you brought some things with you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I was going to ask you to tell me how you got involved in the mural, um, or do you want to show me these? Are they connected? Let's, let's you, talk about you uh, tell me when to bring them out. Uh, how we got involved in, in the right. mural. There you are, and uh, was it the first that you heard or were contacted, or you contacted them? Or well, at first I wasn't interested in the mural. I so simply wasn't interested in the How did you know about it? Uh, I knew about it from the paper, from the first newspaper. of all. Shortly after uh, I read about it in the paper, an uh, art organization here in St. Louis by the name of the Creative Company contacted me because they felt they needed my expertise in terms of talking to them about how to set up a proposal, what are the things to look for and the pitfalls in terms of trying to win a contract to do a mural. Okay, so as a result of being with that organization, as a result of uh, going to the then camps committee, which was the oversight committee to see that a black mural on them, uh, uh, African-American aviation was done in this area. In terms of being that liaison between the creative company and camps committee, I got interested. And how I got interested was the committee had seen some artwork of mine. And they decided at that time within themselves that this is the guy who should do the mural. This is the guy we feel capable to, to, to do our mural. And I thought then, and I contacted him one day, and I said, hey, I don't think you've gone anywhere with the creative company. I don't think you're satisfied with them for every reason you have. They know it, I know it, and you are certainly aware of it. I'm in St. Louis. I'm very, very concerned now that this mural will be done right. I say, I know from your interest that indeed it will become a reality. I'm concerned now that it's done right with all of the care and all of the technical creative ability that uh, an artist has been put to this job. And because of that concern, I'm asking you if you would like me to write a proposal for the mural. And of course they said, indeed, 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 we want you to do that, and we was disenchanted with what we had seen insofar as the creative company was concerned. Mm -hmm. And I had told Vester, I say I have tremendous reservations because I'm still very much concerned, even though I'm asking you about uh, doing the mural, I have tremendous concerns that uh, I might be participating to perpetuation of separatism in this area by putting up an all-black mural, and then, of course, we all know about the all-white mural there. So she and I and the committee decided, say, okay, we can try and remedy that problem. Let's put Harry Truman in there, who was very definitely responsible for the, uh, 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 for seeing that blacks had the opportunity to, uh, to, uh, yes, but this is before then, you might admit. The Tuskegee, yes, the, the Tuskegee Congress. experiment was perhaps the 
biggest event that contributed to the uh, uh, integrating of the armed services. It was primarily because of their successes in that experiment yeah. that uh, Truman, when he became president, introduced the armed services. But here we're talking about Truman when he was then senator from Missouri. Okay, was he, it was a senator or he was, No, he was a uh, uh, senator or congressman, mm -hmm. I'm not sure, from Missouri. And uh, he felt that blacks deserved the opportunity to fly aircraft. He, along with Roosevelt, who was perhaps at that time the greatest uh, humanitarian this world has ever seen, says indeed blacks should have the opportunity to fly. So one day while I was visiting Tuskegee, uh, uh, Mrs. Roosevelt asked uh, Chief Anderson, who was at that time an instructor at Tuskegee University, asked him if he can fly aircraft. He said, why, sure, I can fly aircraft. So she said, well, take me for a ride. He said, okay. So they got in, he flew around the campus for a few times, and he landed, of course, the uh, Secret Service man was very, very outright. They called Washington and spoke to then President Roosevelt and said, hey, look, we simply can't control this woman we were. And of course, he says, well, uh, 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 Eleanor going to be Eleanor. So of course, after that little exper uh, experience she had there, she went back to the White House and told her husband, indeed, we have to give these people an opportunity to either uh, uh, succeed or fail. We have to give them that opportunity. Thus uh, was, uh, is what I call the start of the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, now, so, so you gave yourself, you wanted to get, you wanted to do the mural now. I'm, I'm very enthused about doing the mural now because, uh... No, I mean, I'm going back to how, when they, you all got together with it. You, you took your things, your, to show them and they wanted you and... I provided them with a uh, with the proposal. Uh -huh, okay. They had already seen the artwork through okay. my being a liaison with the creative company. So, so I provided them with the proposal, and uh, of course they accepted it immediately. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, around this time, yes, I'm enthused about the mural. I'm realizing now that this is a reality. I'm also realizing that. The job has to be done right. It's going to have to be done right from the standpoint of telling a story. If you're going to do a mural about black aviation, and we're going from 1917 up until the present time, which is the space age, number one, it has to be accurate. It has to be, as far as I'm concerned. It simply has to be accurate. I don't think we need an artist on there who is uh, fantasizing about what black aviation is all about. Number two, it has to be Technica, uh, technically correct in relationship to academic standards as set up by good art practices. We have to do a piece of academic artwork that embodies all of the elements and principles of design. It could not, in my eyesight, be just a piece of artwork. It has to be technically a special piece of artwork that deserves credibility of hanging in a museum one day. That. You see, so as a result of all of these things, I'm saying very, very selfishly, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one guy to do it. Number one, I thought very implicitly that it should have been handled by blacks, since they would perhaps be more sensitive to it, treated perhaps the way it should be true, treated. And whether or not it was handled by whites, I thought black or white, I was indeed the guy who would do it all of the justices it deserved. You have to realize that was a tremendous problem in terms of just doing research on this thing. This country has a very bad habit, even today, of not recording black history, black accomplishments. When I called you, when I called you up and asked you and spoke to you over the phone, uh, and these are two things 
I want to address, and I said to you, though we would partially address one, I said to you, uh, I want to explain to you that I wanted to talk to you about when you painted the mural. Yes. And you said, well, do you want to know uh, what it was like to uh, paint a mural alongside another, the white mural? Or do you want to know what it was like to paint a mural about black, black aviation? And I said, well, I want to know it all. Then later I said, well, there probably was pressure um, because of the, the white mural. And you said, now I've been a painter, no, an artist no, a long no, time. No, no. And you, you said that it was because you did not believe in a white one or a black one. It was strictly because I, uh, I want to turn the tables back. Uh, we've been fighting for many, many years for equality under law, equality based upon attitude, based upon citizenship, based upon humanistic values, based upon what's right and what's moral and what's all of these things. So quite naturally, I didn't want to regress from that. And of course, uh, what was the deciding factor in terms of my doing it was the fact that we, uh, our mural, the black mural, is represented with white faces who contributed in a non-mythical type uh, uh, setting. They're there because they were movers and shakers and because they were directly responsible for uh, propelling this experiment. So that makes you feel... That made me feel like I'm not going backwards. It made me feel that this is indeed an American endeavor, not just black, not just white, but all of American culture well, has had something to uh, contribute to I'm the really, experiment. I'm really glad, if nothing else gets across to the people that will listen to this tape, that we did this so you could explain that, because I think it's, it's important. important. Well, it's important. I think people should, I hope they have an opportunity to, to get to know you somehow because what you're saying and what you put into that mural uh, is all in one. Yeah. Well, uh, w uh, what you have to realize about this is that uh, all of us have certain attitudes and ideas about themselves. I'm not an artist first. I'm not a black man first. I'm an American first. And I'm going to fight for all of the equality I can possibly fight for. Besides all of that, I am a professional, I'm an educator, and uh, I'm not going to settle for anything that, or any society that tells me I'm second class. No. I'm not these things. No, you can just look at that right. and see. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, so now you've got it, and you're, you, you've got the, uh, the responsibility of doing this. You're talking about researching it and the history of it. Um, how does that begin, and how did, did it work with the committee, or, or where did that responsibility lie? Uh, the committee didn't really know where to start. Uh, you have to realize the committee's uh, idea was to come up with a uh, black mural that told uh, only about the accomplishments of the blacks from St. Louis who participated in the experiment. Mm -hmm. It was broadened uh, 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 since that to include all of black and uh, all of black aviation from here to there. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, uh, the committee didn't know where to start. They could have found out. I hired to work with me Solomon Thurman to do my research because I worked with him in the past. He's very articulate. He knows how to uh, uh, do research. I didn't leave it there. I helped him. We, the committee helped also with the low information that they can provide as related to the St. Louis areas, area. To our dilemma, we found that, hey, look, where are we going to find this stuff at? This country doesn't record black history. You know, we don't do that. You know, uh, in plenty of instances, this country have stole black history and put it under a white label. 
uh, so it created problems for us, and indeed there was no information there. So of course, uh, we used up all of the information that we could quite possibly find in the library. We contacted some of the survivors, some of the families of... The Tuskegee Airmen? Yes. We contacted some of the families of some of the Tuskegee Airmen that was deceased. We went to the Library of Congress. We went to uh, uh, the Defense Department, the Pentagon. We went to everywhere we could possibly go to find information. Finally, we got enough information written information. We had enough to cross-reference. In doing something that would document history, you need inf enough information where you can cross-reference. You have to cross-reference. Uh, you just can't take one, one reference source. But finally, we got enough. Finally, it was enough to give us an order from 17, 1917 to the present time. We knew where we was going. We had outlined it. We made a written outline of it. So we made an outline of the entire mural from the standpoint of events, current events, things that, that uh, had happened and uh, are still happening in relationship to uh, uh, telling a story uh, like completely of black history. You felt like you had control over Yes, we had control in that aspect. We knew what was happening. But we decided the best way to tell a history about anything is through the participants. You get history through participants. As I'm doing now. Yes. <laughs> but what happened, you didn't have all of the photographs. Created more problems. We got the story. Where are we going to get all of these photographs? We got them. We got them from books. We got them from family. We got them from Tuskegee. We got them from the Library of Congress. We got them from every source we can possibly get uh, no, photographs from. Did you have to get the, their consent? No, no. It's there a matter of public domain. Well, if somebody sent you a photograph of their son or or their brother or something, you didn't have to... No, 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 no. They are a matter of public record. No, you don't need consent for that. They were in the military. They did mm. a very, very public act, so it's not necessary in terms of getting permission. Uh, we had some pilots who didn't want to be on the mural because they thought that they were very, very mistreated after the war was over. You have to realize these people were in war. Flying an aircraft, uh, Germans and ME-109s firing back. Their mission was to escort bombers. And from when they entered war to when the war was over, they never lost a bomber to enemy aircraft. That's a phenomenal record. It's a phenomenal record. But yet, they got out of the service, left Italy and left Africa and came back to America and was faced with the same separatism, uh, uh, it seemingly hasn't changed. So it made some of them very, very bitter. One of the Tuskegee Airmen that I um, <coughs> interviewed, uh, the Black History, uh, here said that after the war he was on a train with a friend and he was dressed in his uniform and he looked so good and he had medals and and a little lady, an old lady sitting there, tapped him on as he went, you know, on the arm as he went by and said, may I have a cup of coffee, please? Yes. And he said, oh, I'll bring it right away. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You have to realize, so even during the time of the experiment, when it was going on, notice this, the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. Tuskegee name after school where the experiment was, uh, uh, was uh, uh, taking place. An experiment, even though in effect, they gave blacks the opportunity to learn to fly. But blacks were flying before then. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. They did everything possible to see that the experiment would fail. Yeah. All right, we, we need to stay with... Let me say something okay. else here. But you have to realize what they got in terms of trainees was the best that black Americans had. College graduates, all of them. Uh, B.O. Davis, the first black to graduate since, yeah, from West Point since Reconstruction, 
In fact, he was ostracized, in a sense, for four years because none of the other cadets spoke to him except for official business. They went through all of this stuff, and yet they succeeded. And they expected, and they should have gotten something in return. They should have came back here and became liberated, just like they liberated the uh, Allied forces in, in Enzio, Italy, and in, in Africa, in places like that. So these two men did not want their... No, we, we put it in there anyway. You did? Yes, we did. They did something that was very, very heroic, very, very uh, noteworthy. So uh, I was not going to uh, just say, okay, I wouldn't accept that. They're in there. Um, I thought it was interesting how you placed and how, uh, like, Chappy James, he had him so tall and had his hand was. on somebody's shoulder. I, it was... Oh, that was Brantley there. That was Charles Brantley. He was a St. Louis father who had his hand on somebody. So, uh, uh, Chappy James was in the fourth panel, which is the contemporary panel, and he's standing up with all of his gear on, with his side on, on the side of it and uh, things of that sort. Well, in the mural, in terms of my idea doing it, uh, it just can't, it couldn't be photographs, or it just couldn't be aircrafts. It had to be more than that. It had to show a relationship besides what they were doing with all of those people in there. So you had them touching, or you had them close. They had them, had them touching. I had them close. I had them group. I had them this and that. They had to be, because that's the way they were. They were going through this experiment because they loved flying, not because they wanted to defend this country. Right. They loved flying. And uh, so there was that type of fraternal love, and I wanted to show that. One of the same person, the same Tuskegee man, said that it was a privilege to be involved with men of this caliber. Right, they were the best we had. Yeah, that's what. Um, how often did you change these shapes and forms? I mean, I, I, I think about you right now laying in bed at night thinking, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you become obsessed with it find yourself getting up late at night, early in the morning because you have ideas and if you can't paint at that time you want to jot down those ideas because you don't trust your mind. Mm -hmm. uh, of course I went through that every night, chaos, chaos every night. You, uh, you did your job during the day at McDonald's? Office. I did my job during the day and at night. And you came home? At night I have a working. type of job at Mac where I uh, they know my involvement. I wouldn't work at a company that doesn't know my involvement and wouldn't allow me to express uh, uh, myself and to work in the areas I want to work. Uh, I noticed, and I'd like to ask you how you achieve this feat, um, I noticed the different variations and coloration of the people, and they ranged from very light very dark. Yes, they are very light and very dark. Right, but how did you know who was who if you... By relating to Chris Newman, by relating to uh, photographs, by relating to family members who had other photographs of them, by relating to everyone I can get information from. You see, so... Uh, that must have in itself... It was of one of the biggest challenges technically we had. The biggest challenge was these people have to look like themselves, number one. Second challenge was to say blackness is just not black. Right. Blackness is what uh, 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 Jesse Jackson says, a rainbow coalition from the lightest uh, 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 tint to the darkest shade. Mm -hmm. So they had to reflect that, and they had to be accurate. 
Well, you're a magnificent portrait painter. Thank you. That's all I can say. Thank you. There's not a face out there that uh, doesn't look true, or whether I know them or not. Yes. I mean, I do know two men out there, and of course, those weren't uh, drawn uh, paintings when I knew them. They were drawn. they were Back early, then, yes, but that yes. um, it, it's um, it's really a spectacular. Thank um, you, thank you. I can't say enough. I don't have the words. <laughs> I just have the feeling. Um, was there ever a, a time where, well, sometimes when we get things that we want, like this, this, this the the uh, opportunity to do this. Uh, and you drive home and you think, wonderful, oh, it's this way. And then you think, oh, my goodness, <laughs> what have I undertaken? Um, the responsibility never, of it. Never what I've undertaken. This is my profession. This is my life. This is by a means by which I entertain myself, support myself, and this is the means by which I challenge myself. Challenges with me are very, very important, not just in art, even though I'm an artist, but all walks of my life. Was there ever a, and, I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, I didn't think in terms of what have I gotten myself into. You have to realize that before that mural I had done uh, 12 others around the country. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time when you were very concerned about it in any way, shape, or form? Sure. What were the concerns? Uh, the concerns was... Uh, did I capture them at that particular time? And why I was concerned, because what you have to realize here is that this is the first time these guys have seen World War II in color. Photographs were black and white. What we got was third and fourth generations of reproductions on these things. Well, that's why I was concerned, why I was interested in this question, is because I knew you were painting some black and white photographs and the coloration sort right, of blew me right. away. So sometimes we had to generate a mount because it was washed out and couldn't get a photograph. Mm-hmm. Sometime I had Chris Newman and you know Chris Newman. Yes. Now Chris stay there. I want you to stay there until I get this right. Not just Chris, uh, 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 Lou Lynch, all of the guys. Mm-hmm. Next day somebody say, oh I found another photograph. Oh, okay. And in some instances, I'm lucky I didn't say, my God, I was right on. Because uh, what you have to realize is that with certain facial features, when you're an artist and you study anatomy and you do all of this, it comes with certain models. You can look at the nose and determine the mouth or the eyes or all of that. So it helps you, the training that you have had in your field. That's why, going back to what I said earlier, it's necessary for me to learn the rudiments of what uh, uh, constitute art, so uh, uh, it's it's important. So I know pretty much. Mm-hmm. I knew. I know now. Uh, but we always manage at some point after I'm fighting and struggling with this thing because I don't have good reference material. Somebody always managed to come up with a photograph. Mm-hmm. Did were you all working pretty well together? Uh, Solomon is the best friend I have in the world. Uh, Solomon. Uh, uh, is a guy, and let's talk about him for a while because he's dynamic. Not as an artist, he's still learning. He, he's been to uh, Graphic Institute, which is a uh, school here that teaches art. Uh, even though he's about uh, 40 years old, he's relatively new in terms of being experienced to art done properly. Mm-hmm. He has a tremendous interest. So quite naturally, he didn't know enough or had enough skill at that time to finalize for me. But he was extremely articulate in the other areas, so he did my research. He was right there to help me block in paint. He had some some experience. What he is blocking in paint? Blocking in is first introducing the uh, uh, portrait of something to canvas. He blocked it in uh, 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 he, after I had drew the images on the canvas, he put the first introduction of paint on it, which was very, very crude, uh, and what have you. And then, of course, I finalized it. 
I did all of the final artwork on it. Um, and how many panels are there? We have five panels. Five panels. And um, what was the time from the, the day, like the, the approximate date that you took the job to the day when you finished, approximately? Well, let's talk about the time I, I first started the painting. I mean, uh, I've been involved with this for four years, or five years almost. Painting is five no, years? No, not involved I'm with it, but in terms of doing a painting, yeah, the process. it took two years. Two years. It's from uh, 78 to, uh, to 90. Oh, I'm and sorry, then? from uh, 88 to... Uh, something everybody should know. Everybody should be guided by that, that formula or theory, if it is, because it's really true. You can go on and on and on. The man who laid out Chicago and the, uh, the scout who was with Lewis and Clark. All of these guys have names. All of them was alive and all of them contributed to define these United States uh, to what it is today. Were you at all concerned about the reception it was going to get? When I say concerned, what? just tell me your thoughts about that. You mean at the time of unveiling or after unveiling? Both. At the time of unveiling? No, I wasn't concerned with it at the time it was unveiled. I was eagerly anticipating it. I know what I came up with. I know my skill as an artist. But did you think people, other people would know it? Uh, yes, because my work showed I am a national artist that take care of national contracts. Everybody know me from St. Louis to New York and beyond. In terms of uh, their impression, it was just like I thought. I don't know if you was at the unveiling. It I was, was ecstatic. I was squished in with everyone else. It was. I thought it was fantastic. And Vesta Pruitt, who was president of CAMP's yes. committee on, uh, and started, one of us started the ball rolling with something like this, um, said that it was it was the first time I think they'd ever cordoned off that, an area at first the airport. First time they generally don't do it. Yeah, and I don't think I realized uh, that that be. was, you know, that if I had been traveling somewhere, I could you have had to go plane. around. Uh, it was a big event. And, and uh, it was, it was a, a, a thrill yes, to be there. Yes. So I knew the expression. Uh, it wasn't a problem to me. I know people uh, would recognize it even though they don't know anything about it because that's the way I paint. I paint for the average man. I don't paint for the other but artists. It, it draws you in. I, I don't, I mean, even the color of the blue mm -hmm. is warm mm -hmm. compared to the color of the blue in the all-white. All-white design, all-white design uh, color uh, 
does a lot for a painting in terms of bringing out some things, bringing some things back and what have Do you, are you tempted or have you or do you or, or will you go out and sort of hang around <laughs> like I did the other day? The mirror? No. Just to, just to, just no, to see or hear people? Or? Never, no. Never. I have been stopped all around St. Louis for autographs. Uh, I've been, I've got something like 2,000 telegrams from around the country. I've been on TV relentlessly almost. It's been written up quite extensively in a local paper, national paper, USA Today, Jet Magazine, uh, 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 Times Picayune, uh, Chicago Times or whatever it's called there, and all are there. So. Uh, but no, none of that goes to my head. None of that I would, uh, I wouldn't stand in a strategic point, uh, place and just get this. No, no, they didn't have no, to no, know no, you, no, but no. just to, just to uh, feel what they're feeling. No, or no, I never did do that. In yeah. fact, I've seen the mural only twice since it's been up there, and I'm at the lot, I'm at the airport a lot. I'm doing more work for them, and I'm there about twice a week. I travel or not, so I'm going through there. But no, no I, I never do that. I, uh, I sometimes, uh, twice I've said, uh, I really miss the mural. I miss it, and it's something you miss. It becomes a part of you. I was going to ask you if it wasn't like going to see old friends. Uh, it's like getting a divorce. I mean, you miss it. It becomes that much. It's your life. It's a part of you that's going out, that's being exposed to the public. You wanted to, but you uh, want to yes, hold on to it. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, getting back to what I was saying, there was only two times I felt just really compelled to go and see. The only reason I didn't go is because uh, I'll miss it yet. It's still fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'll miss it tremendously. I would think there would have been a slight letdown as much as a relief of all kinds of emotions. At times you get emotion that you uh, you get the idea or get feelings that you share in too much of yourself because you see people looking at it and you say to yourself, why am I giving this part of me? Um, I spoke to uh, Chris Newman today about uh, doing something with the interviewing for World War II. And he said he was really busy right now because of black history and that they were yeah, taking sure. school children out to the uh, airport, airport yeah. to look at it. Um, what haven't I asked you that we need to talk about that has to do... Oh, you're going to show me. Uh, what you, well, just in talking, not to make an issue, what you have to realize, this, this mural was at one time filled with a lot I don't think I have any here, uh, was filled with a lot of politics. It was questionable at one time whether or not it would ever be there. It, uh, city officials at one time gave the idea that it's not needed, let's stick something on the Reinhardt mural. But yet, uh, Reinhardt was dead. I or no other artist can who would he's copyright? Was this before or after Vesta got involved? That was uh, uh, that was during the time Vesta was involved. Uh huh. So so when she voiced her displeasure over that just being an all white mural, they might thought they might put something add something, uh, but he was dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for something that was met with so much controversy, it's very much welcomed in this area, I think, by blacks and white a lot. Uh, the airport is very, very glad to have it there. Uh, they have told me that it's the biggest attraction at the airport now. It's very, very popular. And they seem to have uh, not, it's just to have been very uh, um, supportive of uh, this Very idea. supportive, very accommodating. They spent a lot of money in terms of in the encasement. Mm -hmm. So where did the politics come from? Uh, from, uh, uh, 
some political office. I don't want to call any names. Okay. I'm on certain terms with them, and, yeah. and, and I don't want to do that. But uh, uh, it's now it's very welcome. Of course, the mayor, mayor was at the unveiling. Uh, is this the only one in the country, or...? or of uh, black aviators? Uh -huh. Yes. It's the first and the only one. I've gotten a lot of calls from other sitters, uh, cities to ask me if I would be interested in doing a black aviators mural if they can find uh, the resources to do it. And that's been, uh, I guess, from about 10 different states. And uh, which right now, to be frank, I just couldn't do anything too much now. I just have too much other work that's been backed up. You were going to show me. Oh, uh, this. Big pictures yes. Do you have one of these? No. Uh -uh. Uh, well, I'm going to leave this one for you after I've signed it and what have you. I'm going to leave this mural for you. You're going to leave this for me? Yes. That's yours. Mine? Yes. We sell these for $300 a set. But I've given you a set. I forgot my, uh, my, uh, resume there, but I brought something here. This is not a biography. It's just uh, something I usually give out as a press release. Let me sit here for a minute, and I'll leave that with you, along with the uh, publicity photograph that I usually leave out. I have a Check, check these. That's a, that's a very inky pen, and that, this may be better. Maybe that's what we need. I don't think that's going to... Will that... Will that dry on me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is just a little observation there. You can read that. Uh. Okay. Uh, I made some notes, and on them were... How was it for you mentally, spiritually? Uh, emotionally, physically, economically, and were your hopes attained? And, and uh, uh, you mean in doing the mural? During it, afterwards? Uh, in doing the mural, yeah. or as a result of the mural? Well, the cost of the mural was uh, $300,000. It's, uh, it's a lot of money. I, uh, I think it was placed in the bank just like the rest of the money. I, I was never in quite a while really hurting for money. I've uh, done so much hard work and, and so much involvement. Spiritually, uh, I, in terms of a spiritual relationship with God, is very, very strong in me. To just touch on it. Emotionally, I was ecstatic. My God, it was just unveiled. I mean, uh, something told me at that unveiling that people loved it, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I left from there, and for many, many months after, I was very high emotionally, like I always am after a piece of my work has been unveiled in the past because it means that people have accepted you. People appreciate what you have introduced to uh, them to, what you have added to their lives. They actually appreciate it. Now, uh, physically, I was fatigued for quite a while afterwards. You have to realize that I live with this thing night and day it had become an obsession. So mentally and physically I was tired because it was that I was spending a lot, lot of time with. Other contracts that had to be satisfied in the meantime. My involvement with Mac, I'm a single parent raising a daughter. Mm. That's a tremendous involvement. So I was very, very tired, but in a very, very nice sort of way. She must be very proud of you. Yes, she is. As far an artist. You know what I was thinking now? I was thinking that you did everything you could. You you finished it. It's done. It's up. It's more than accepted. And now, now, it's 
is it's the responsibility of others to take on this and to show it to people and to be sure that the school children see it and the older people in homes and uh, people that visit here. It's my responsibility to see that my friends see it if they come from out of town. And so uh, the responsibility has kind of come from you to the city. And hopefully... And I think they're doing that. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, traditionally blacks don't go to airports. I don't have any money to go anywhere traditionally, so quite naturally you're going to have to bring them there mm -hmm. on field trips because they won't see it. And I think it's important, first of all, for blacks to see it because it helps to define an identity. It helps to define pride, and I think this is what uh, 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 the black culture and mm -hmm. our black citizens need, uh, that feeling of worth that feeling of knowing that they come from something positive as a race who mm -hmm. are able to learn and absorb and develop and produce and do all of these things. And maybe uh, when they get back to their city, they'll take a book out yes, of the library yes, or they'll tell yes. word of mouth or something. Yeah, confirm to learn more about mm -hmm. black culture. It's also good for uh, my white brother uh, to uh, see what his society has done mm -hmm. from a different perspective. It's good for him to know. Uh, it's good for the city. I mean, the the mural has been used uh, since it's been up there, and it's gone on two years. It's been hung. It's been used in 20 publications. Uh, it's been a process of being used extensively by the airport in their literature. Mm -hmm. It's been in uh, two tourist books both of them in St. Louis, tourist guides. It's been used uh, outside of the city of St. Louis some um, 32 times. I was just approached by uh, Southwestern Bell to use it on the cover of one of their telephone books. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Did you make small panels or something? Uh, no, copies? I don't do anything. I just so provide them traveling? with a negative. I, to use them in situations like that, they have to get my permission uh -huh. because I own the copyrights. And, uh, but I mean, I if, just, there, if there was a, like a traveling... I was thinking in terms of doing that. Yeah. I was thinking in terms of doing that, not for the point. You know, uh, people have asked me, why are you thinking about all of these things? You've made uh, over three hundred, uh, over $400,000 in Lithos sales. You're you, uh, thinking about the idea of uh, uh, reproducing this on small uh, panels for the purpose of traveling around. Uh, are you doing this for the money? And I think I should answer that now. No, I'm not doing it for the money. I happen to be okay now. I'm not rich, but I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. I'm tremendously concerned with what America know about themselves. And notice I said America, not blacks, though it's important for blacks as a, as a competent building thing to know about their past to give them a greater definition. But it's important for my world. My world isn't black. It's it's white. It's uh, it's everything. I uh, I'm in a field where there aren't too many blacks. Uh, so uh, I'm not sitting here and looking at my world as being black. It only represents where I come from and where my uh, 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 something I know about because I'm from the same place. We started out the same, but my world is a. Uh, America per se, uh, first of all, in the world second. So uh, I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I care. I, I'm doing it because I still have a tremendous obsession for doing artwork. Of course, I take the money because it's a means by which I could take care of myself. And There's nothing wrong with that. And it's money. a means by which I can take care of my daughter and my society dictates that in order to make it, I need monetary. Uh, equivalencies and what have you. Yeah. Spencer, I want to thank you for for coming and for doing it and for doing this his history and I think people will, uh, this oral history, and I think people will be glad to have listened to it.
Thank you, Sister Prince. I, I enjoyed this. I did too. I enjoyed this. I just hope that uh, uh, everybody who can possibly see the mural see it uh, for many, many reasons because I feel it would give you pride for who you are regardless of who you are. It would yet broaden your education by introducing you to yet another aspect, just in case you don't know about your history, about your culture, about your country. And I think if uh, that's all we can get, a, uh, get from it, it has been a